We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. The Repertory Theater of St. Louis, also known as the Rep, is currently presenting one of its most ambitious efforts ever. The musical Evita is playing to rave reviews. It's Andrew Lloyd Webber's tribute to Eva Peron, the former First Lady of Argentina, a highly controversial woman. I sat down recently with Stephen Wolfe, the outgoing and longtime artistic director at the Rep, and Pepe Nufrio, who plays Che, the story's narrator. Needless to say, Nufrio and Wolfe are delighted with the early response to Evita. It's a thrilling production, uh, I have to say, and listening and watching to the audience react to it, it is remarkable. They don't quite see anything like it on our stage, and the explosion of the first big dance of Buenos Aires just just explodes off the stage and dance and in costumes and color and exuberance. And I think people are just knocked out. And then the story, the story of Evita, is it's just simply a remarkable story of this woman who took over the country. She, I mean, she was a media star. She was a superstar. Uh, and we've got video. We've got film of her. Uh, at, at certain points, and you look at the crowd's reaction to her, there wasn't anybody like it. And uh, this is Andrew Lloyd Webber's best score, I'm sure of it. The company is brilliant uh, on on every level. It's just exciting, moment to moment. It's thrilling work. Pepe, as a performance, it must you must be delighted with the reaction, the early reaction to uh, to the show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We've had standing ovations every single night. And people are super responsive here in St. Louis. Everyone is um, eager to understand every single word. And my part is the part of Che. Um, he is the narrator of the story. So I don't have any interaction with any other actor except in a couple of scenes in which I interact really briefly with Evita. But the rest of my interactions are with the, with the audience. And I'm constantly breaking the fourth wall, talking to them and explaining them my perspective of the story of Evita. And it is fascinating because I get to look at them and you can see the interest in their eyes. You were saying before we went on the air that one of the things that has uh, struck you about all of this mm-hmm. was the way the, uh, the the cast has gelled. It doesn't uh, always work that way, particularly when you're on the move and working with different people correct. in different places. Yeah, well, people are different, uh, especially you get to see people's true colors when you're working with them and when you're living with them. I mean, we spend with each other every single day, every single hour. Um, and this cast especially has connected with each other in, a, in such an intimate way. Uh, everybody really, really likes each other, and it just works. And that brings to the stage that connection. Um, I've done several musicals in which there was, no, there was no connection in the cast within each other, mm. and it just doesn't work because... It's not uh, a communion, you know. So for Evita, the fact that everybody gets along so well and everybody wants to be part of this as a community, um, I think it raises the stakes of the musical and makes the whole experience marvelous. Stephen, how is it that the Evita has held up so well for so many years? Well, I, th- I think the, because the music's really good and the story of this media superstar before there was, 
social media uh, is still fascinating. You know, she discovered she was never a great actress. She wanted to be an actress. Uh, and in her early work, she did film, did stage, didn't work. She discovered the microphone, just like us today. Uh, <laughs> and she used the microphone to her advantage. And she caught people, picked up on what she was saying, both, both sort of dramatically and politically. Uh, but she had a hold, you know. You know we, we, those, those people that connect electronically – that that you know take a population and move it, and I think that story still is fascinating uh, and very modern and very current, actually, about the the, the power she had over people uh, and how the Argentinians uh, you know connected to her, and eventually the world. They sent her on a worldwide tour, and and she had crowds everywhere, and I think people just find this story because it's true. Uh, just sort of an amazing story in a very short life. She died at 33, so she was only on the stage, you know, in, in the world not very long. But she had enormous impact and still does. Shea says at the end of the play, you know, when she died, uh, her body went away for 17 years and no one mm. could find it. Uh, and finally, there, it was Perone's third wife that set up... Uh, so, uh, uh, something to recognize her there in, in Buenos Aires. Uh, so it, it, it's just the story at its fast. You know, it's under two, shows under two hours. We, we are blasting out from beginning to end. And, 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 and so there's a momentum to the whole story that I think powers in this production, which looks beautiful. Uh, the set's amazing. Uh, our costume shop did an amazing job on making the costumes, and we make them. We don't go buy them. We make them in our mm -hmm. shops. Uh, and Alejo Valetti, who, who designed uh, the costumes, is from Argentina, as our choreographer, Gustavo, also from Argentina. So the dance work is also very specific and, and, and tied to that culture. Uh, the tango work is, is amazing. But it, it's... It, it, it's the momentum of the story of this woman. And, and what Pepe plays is, is, is this odd commenter on, on, on the story. Uh, it, it's a remarkable piece of writing that was done in the late 70s. And yeah. I don't think Lloyd Webber's ever been better. Mm -hmm. Pepe, did you know the story mm -hmm. of Eva Peron before uh, you, you took this role? I did not, no. Yeah. Um, I remember it very well. My dad, he... He came to visit me in New York City. That's where I live. And I just had the appointment to come in for Steve and our director, Rob Ruggiero, uh, to audition for Evita. And I remember going to my dad and saying, hey, dad, um, do you know anything about this woman or Peron? Because I had no idea. And it is interesting because I went right to Google as a millennial that I am, uh, typed in Evita. And it was fascinating to see the different perspectives of what people would say about her. Some pages on Google yeah. said that she was fabulous and a savior. And some others said the complete opposite. So it was very interesting to to learn about her. And it was even more interesting to build my own ideas about her. How did the actress playing Evita in this show help you develop your own ideas about her? Um, her name is Michelle. She's fabulous. Michelle Aravena. Mm -hmm. yeah. She's incredible. And to see her acting, I think when Patti LuPone played her on Broadway, it was 
the reviews were saying that she was very uh very serious and you couldn't you couldn't feel sympathy towards her and with Michelle she brings a lot of notes um a lot of different emotions so it is hard because by the end um che even though he throughout the whole story he is telling you she is not good she did this that by the end i end up feeling things for evita especially just because of michelle's acting right. uh, steven you mentioned a moment ago that there is a there is a a uh, current context for all of this what do you mean by that <laughs> oh now don i uh, huh, on public radio i can't go into that uh, but what what you have is an entertainer came from outside the political realm and took a country by storm. And we'll just leave it there. I think people can make their own conclusions. <laughs> and learned how to connect with the common man. And, and learned how to whole, connect the whole connect. secret. I mean, and she was uh, badly treated. Her family was badly treated in, 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 when she was growing up in, in rural Argentina. And so she felt this connection to connect to the people. And then uh, in, in, in Rainbow High, you see her the famous lyrics about uh, Lauren Bacalmi, uh, uh and she's putting on fabulous clothes because she also believed that the people needed to see her look fabulous to follow her. And she's wearing great, great clothes. Uh, but but uh, Christian Diormi, Lauren Bacalmi, the I, I remember, you know, there were comments in the original about how weird those lyrics were. But she's doing it to connect. Uh, mm-hmm. And she learned how to be a star. It didn't help that she was attractive, or didn't hurt that oh, she was attractive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, gorgeous. you come in the theater, and there's a huge mm-hmm. portrait of her on the back wall, which is a graffiti portrait. I mean, some people say, oh, this is a huge, beautiful portrait. But if you look closely, the paint's peeling a little. It's sort of discolored, though we lighted it at the beginning, and it's a bump uh, that she's radiating light. Uh, and her, according to our Argentinian uh, people in the show, her... Her image is all over Buenos Aires still, mm-hmm. um, hidden sometimes. Uh, it, it, the story, she, she was polarizing, she and Juan Perón. How, how difficult was it for you to stage? I mean, it's a big cast, maybe, maybe your largest. I've, I've read yeah. that. It's, it's up there, certainly, with them. So how difficult was it to, uh, to put it on? Oh, uh, difficult. <laughs> this wasn't just snapping it up. Uh, you had to arrange a lot of people. A lot of dancing, a lot of singing, uh, and and to use our you know big thrust stage, you know we're two hundred eighty degree thrust theater, uh, and to make sure people could see and that you could tell the story uh, of her in in both the song and dance, and and so Rob Ruggiero, our director, and Gustavo, our choreographer, worked really hard to make the story clear, but it was a lot of detail work that we did in the rehearsal hall. So when we hit the stage and got into this, you know, because we rehearse, you know, four weeks in the rehearsal hall on tape, and we have a multi-level set, you know, with a balcony and a bridge uh, and and lots of step units, uh, and then we had to adapt it. And so everybody was very specific about it. It took a lot, uh, a lot of prep time, uh, just a lot of homework to make it work. Uh, and, and, you know, between the light, John Lasseter's lighting and, and Alejo's costumes, uh, it all it all comes together. But it took a lot. I mean, we were. I mean, we started casting the end of April. It took us all summer uh, to to pull the cast together and then go into rehearsal. And every day, you know, we were split in singing rehearsals and dancing rehearsals and making the show happen. It just it just took a lot of 
effort which paid off. Pepe, would you suggest that people, before they go to see the show, do what you did, Google uh, Evita and find out who she was? And Do you need to do that to really understand the show? Um, I don't think you do. Um, I highly recommend it. I think going to the theater with a bit, with just a bit of background gives you that extra um, extra information just to understand the piece a little better. So I recommend everyone to do that with mm-hmm. any show. Yeah. Um, but something that Steve was talking about in the rehearsal room, we work so specific in telling the story. Um, this musical has a lot of work and it, a lot of words, sorry, and it covers mm-hmm. a lot of story in two hours. Um, so it is our job, the actors, to be as clear as possible and try to communicate as, as possible, as, as good as possible. Um, so I do recommend people to research a little bit, but it should be very self-explanatory. I'm going to talk to Steve for a couple of minutes here because uh, we want to also talk about his final months here. Mm-hmm. He's, he's greatly responsible for the, the, what goes on at that venue right. and the success that it's had. But, Steve, you are kind of winding down. You've got uh, s- still some time to go. What are your thoughts <laughs> about about ending all of this after all well, these years? After after 30-plus years? I've, you know, I don't quite get that existential about it yet. Uh, it, it, it was time. Yeah, it was just simply we had reached a point in my own personal trajectory that I always sort of targeted when, when it would be time to retire. Uh, the idea of saying the word retire is anathema to me. Uh, and so we're putting on our season. I, I end June 1. Uh, and the new person, Hannah Sharif, who's going to be magnificent, uh, as the new artistic director, uh, will have her own ideas and her own sense of programming. Uh, but it, so it, it, it's bittersweet every moment. We just started uh, rehearsals uh, for our second show, Doll's House 2. You know, and, and so the season progresses. I've got two shows to direct uh, yet in the season, admissions on, in the studio theater and Oslo on the main stage. You're not going to be able to walk away from it entirely. You're going to have an emeritus. I'm going to have an emeritus, yeah. Yeah. So No, I can't walk away from it. It's too much of me in there. But, you know, like like any cultural institution, uh, if if you don't get some new ideas and and, and, and it's not changing the vision. We are who we are and this theater is who it is, what what it is. But we – it's good to get new ideas and get fresh ideas uh, because art's ever-changing. Uh, otherwise, we'll become more abundant. We can't do that. Uh, and I think we have a particular leadership position in the community and nationally. Uh, and, and so we want to keep that, uh, keep us alive and not just, you know, not just sitting there. I, I think that's the easiest way to put it. I think uh, at the time of your actual retirement, I'm sure we'll be talking to you again about such things. But while I have you here, well, what kind of flashes through your mind and you look back over those 30 plus years is uh, there must be some highlights that uh, just don't go away huh yeah i've i've got a i've got a list cuz i keep being asked that question and it's fine and i a lot they're all my children uh, you know and 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 so i mean it's i've produced 300 some shows in this <laughs> period of time uh it's uh, a lot uh but i wrote something recently that what you know, what's my favorite m- moment? It, it's when the house lights go down and the stage lights come up. I'm living my dream. I, this is what I wanted to do since I was in high school. And, and the thought that you get to live your dream is, that doesn't happen to everybody. And so that, that's pretty wonderful. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're, they're, yeah, there's specific shows I've fallen in love with. But I, I, 
the the overall gestalt is being able to produce this work and engage an audience and have discussion as we do every night with seven or eight hundred people in the room. How have audiences changed over those three plus decades? Huh. I th- I think um, they're more game. I think for for uh, I won't say the non traditional work, but but. Listen, listening to to uh, the the literature in new ways and and, and being able to deal with uh, new plays and world premieres uh, and, and and welcoming them to the community and to the theater and I, I think uh, many years ago audiences didn't weren't that interested in it mm-hmm. um, they wanted the staples the old classics and so mm-hmm. on and we we've, we've moved on uh, in in a way that we can contextualize. When we're doing doing new work, and there's a lot of lot of information also on our website about Avita, but other shows we are doing as they come up, uh, like Doll's House Two, which will be the next show. And if you look at our website, there, there's detailed information. So, so we want to communicate that and keep the work in context. Sounds sounds terrific, yeah. Pepe. What's next for you? Next for me is going back to New York City, uh-huh. and going back to the audition grid, and keep looking for it. I was talking to uh, a company member of our cast um, about an, a director once described the acting uh, world as for the actor as surfing. You go into the sea, you get on your on your board, and you try to ride that wave, and you keep trying and trying and trying, and eventually you get on the wave, and you do a vida, mm-hmm. and you go all the way to the beach, mm-hmm. and then you get off, and then back to the ocean to try to get get another wave. Well, we'll have you back when you've done 300 shows like Steve has. <laughs> it's a, that's a lifetime's, uh, lifetime of work. It's fascinating. We wish you the very best, Steve. You too. We'll see you, uh, see you again, I'm sure, before thank you, you finally Tom. hang it all up. But uh, uh, continue to have a great season. It's off to a wonderful start. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Pepe, great to see you. Absolutely.